and good morning. You're listening to Radio Sangha 107.9 FM. This is Dr. Henna. I'm here every Sunday morning. I start my show at 10 o'clock and I finish at 12. This is Radio Sangam on 107.9 FM in Huddersfield and all the surrounding areas of West Yorkshire, DAB, Manchester, Birmingham, Glasgow, Cambridge. Some people are listening on their app, on their phone, the Radio Sangam app, if you don't have it download it you can listen to some of my old shows on there or you can listen to me from anywhere around the country even across the world or you can listen online which you might be doing now at www.radiosangam.co.uk so i'm here every week um if you join me every week thank you and welcome to my show this morning hope you're all feeling okay feel slightly warmer today than it has uh the rest of the week i think it might just be me um i don't feel quite as cold as i did uh last week when i was in the studio um hope you're all feeling good this morning as you know, if you listen to me every week, I bring you different health topics every week. So, this morning, we're talking about special education needs, people with special education needs. Shortly, I'm going to be joined over the phone by a colleague, a doctor colleague of mine, Sultana. She's um, going to have this discussion with me about special education needs. We're going to be discussing um, what what it means, uh, what actually it means, what types of difficulties are covered by that term. And also we're going to talk a little bit about the stigma that is attached to people that have special education needs. And obviously, as this radio show is listened to primarily by South Asian people, we will be talking a little bit about kind of in the South Asian community and kind of what we mean by that, what I mean by that when I say the stigmas attached to it. As you know, if you listen to me all the time, I talk uh, quite frequently about things that I think are not talked about enough within our community. And I guess it's another topic like that this morning. If you want to ask any questions, if you want to get involved in the discussion, if you've got something that you'd like to say or you would like to ask, please message into the studio. The number, as always, is 7 Let's play you a nice song to get started this morning and into the mood of kind of sitting down and having a listen to me, having a chat with my colleague who's going to join me shortly. Unfortunately, she can't come into the studio because of COVID restrictions, but we will be having a chat over the phone. This is Ajit Singh, Janna Miria. Stay with me and I will be back with you after this. Oh, 
7.9 on the 21st of February 2021 you're listening to Dr Hannah on Radio Sangam to Radio Sangam 107.9 FM. This is Dr. Henna. I'm here every Sunday morning. We talk about a different health topic every week. This morning, I'll be joined very shortly by my GP 
colleague, Dr. Sultana, who's going to talk to us about special education needs. If you've got any questions or there's anything that you would like to talk about, please message into the studio on 07444202155. Dr. Sultana, thank you very much for joining me this morning. Assalamualaikum. And how are you feeling this morning? Welcome, Salam. Thank you so much for having me on, Hannah. I am I'm good. I'm feeling good this morning. Excited to be having this conversation with you. Yeah, so this is your first radio appearance, and I want you to yes. feel relaxed. Um, I don't want you to feel <laughs> nervous about it. Basically, just treat it like uh, two friends having a chat and try and forget about the lots of people that are listening <laughs> to us just now. Um, I'll, do, I'll do my best. Unfortunately, the, the original plan was actually to try and get you into the studio which we've not been able to do because obviously everybody knows about the covid restrictions but hopefully 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 because i know there's lots of areas of of interest that you've got um within the kind of within the medical uh field like me i guess we we're we're always busy we're always trying we've got lots of interest in lots of different things um so when things are back to normal hopefully come into the studio and we'll have we'll be able to have a chat about something else but this morning um, we're going to be talking about special education needs but before we do all that can you just tell us just a little bit about yourself I know it's always horrible when people say tell me about you but um, I'm going <laughs> to do it I'm going to say tell me a little bit about you uh, yeah so I'm Sultana I'm a GP have been working as a GP for about five years now um, I am based in Leeds slash Wakefield area and um yeah so i've i've got a couple of interests like yourself i think they overlap a bit so i am a diabetes lead um i've got a mental health interest and a interest in uh, learning disabilities as well um so i do kind of uh, you know discuss about those issues uh, specifically how they affect the south asian population um as well so that's that's generally what i like to talk about thank you and thank you for spending part of your sunday morning with me um so when we when we say special education needs which sometimes gets abbreviated to sen some people might not know Mm -hmm. exactly what that means um so before we kind of go into the discussing it can you just give us a bit of a um information about what it actually means when we say special education needs yeah so special education needs is actually quite a broad term which covers a wide range of possible scenarios um so we all know that some children and young people they may require more help uh to develop um compared to other children of the same age um, or they may have some kind of emotional or behavioral, sensory or even physical uh, disabilities or have problems communicating. So SEN is kind of a broad umbrella term which, which covers all of these scenarios. And basically it's a way of identifying people who just may need extra support in the community, in school, in workplaces. Um, it, and and so yeah, so once they're identified as sen, um, hopefully they can, you know, give the extra support that they need. So what types of difficulties um, are covered by this term uh, sen? What 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 are we talking about when we say that? Yes, so uh, people may struggle, for example, with learning how to read and write. Um, you know, things like dyslexia. They they may take longer uh, to do those things. They may have a trouble 
understanding things. Um, things might need to be simplified more than you may need to incorporate signs, um, you know, or like visual objects rather than words to start with. Some people also have difficulty concentrating, um, so they physically can't, and issues with hyperactivity, so they can't really sit still for long periods of time. So the traditional classroom setup um, is, is really a struggle and it's really difficult. And it's not that they can't necessarily learn the information necessarily, it's, it's more that that is not the best way that they learn. Um, and obviously there's there's also the physical disability um, element of it as well. Yeah. And, you know, there are, there are a whole host of diagnoses that are covered by this. So each individual child can be quite different and have different needs. So obviously not all Zen kids are the same or struggle in the same way. Yeah, what, um, so there's, well, how... How to make it easy for our listeners to understand um, is it, it it's really varied, isn't it? So it can be yeah. people with lots of different needs, lots of different conditions. There are certain medical yeah. medical diagnoses that go alongside this as well. Um, yeah. And I, I think that we don't really talk about it within the South Asian mm. community. Um, I think that there's there can be... Um, a bit of an uncomfortable feeling when you think that there's a member of your family or somebody that you know or children that have these sort of difficulties. Um, what what happens when a child gets diagnosed with that? We'll talk about the process of it and then a little bit more, we'll delve into a little bit more of a discussion about it. So what actually happens if a child um, gets diagnosed with SEN? Um, first of all, it's can be very overwhelming for the parents can't it um what's the process what the medical process or or the process yeah. within the family when that happens can you give us a bit of detail about that yeah of course um so just before a child is diagnosed actually why the other point that i wanted to make is sometimes it's actually really difficult to get a send diagnosis mm. uh, because your child may not fit into the usual you know tick box category of autism or adhd or down syndrome etc um and so what usually happens first is as a GP or as a school teacher, a parent may come with their concerns. Um, so, you know, they've noticed that the child is slightly different from other children. They may always play with the same things or play on their own most of the time. They may seem to be a bit behind in class or just not as independent or robust as other children. Um, they're not the same as their siblings. Um they may kind of daydream a lot or wander around a lot or just don't listen to them. Or it can be quite severe things like, you know, the birth was fine, the development was fine initially, and then once they start reaching the more complex milestones, you know, the, the child doesn't say as many words or walk as they should or talk as they should um, or don't seem to be understanding the parents. So the, the first person to notice is obviously the parent. You, you know your child better than anyone else. Um, and usually they present to, if, if the child is in nursery or school, they present to a teacher. Um, and then most schools have a um, special education needs coordinator. Um, and then that person will basically be your first port of call and they will arrange um, kind of an appointment, meetings, assessments to 
to diagnose or determine whether this child is a special education uh, needs child um, or alternatively sometimes uh, parents notice things uh, before the school period so it might even be from birth you know they may have had a really traumatic birth um, they may have trouble kind of feeding or breathing uh, or that the movement in the arms and legs of a baby just isn't right uh, there's little eye contact um, and you know the mother just feels like oh the baby is different and so in those scenarios when you're not in school um, most people will relay their concerns to either the health visitor if they have one um, and also their GP um, and again after that we will make an assessment and usually the local authorities get involved as well and there's there's quite a it's quite a long process of making yeah. an assessment and making a, a diagnosis because there's loads of tick box categories as you can imagine um, but once they get the send statement then that that enables kind of the local authority to put in place whatever extra support that the child or family may need yeah one of the reasons that i wanted to talk about it is because sometimes when you as a family get a diagnosis like this it's very Mm. it can feel very isolating as as it can with lots of other conditions as well um and i think what when we start actually opening up discussions about these sort of things then it it can just allow other people to talk about it as well um so yeah, some, some yeah. of some of the obviously some of our listeners um sultana they they're asian and i do sometimes do a bit of mm-hmm. translation into uh urdu if that's okay i didn't ask you actually before you came on what language you spoke um i thought i speak bengali all right okay so that's completely different okay. <laughs> um, uh, my husband is pakistani yeah, i do understand, so do you understand so a little bit yeah so today we are talking about special education needs so i had to talk about this about this because i think that in our community there is so much more about these things so दूसरे लोग भी थोड़े से ओपन हो जाते हैं कि सुनने के मैं मैं अकेली नहीं हूं यह हो रहा है मेरे बच्चे को और समटाइम्स लोग सोचते हैं कि मैं और यह किसी किसी को नहीं होता एंड पीपल फिर आइसोलेशन में आ जाते हैं तो मेरा मकसद है इन चीजें इन चीजों के बात करना रेडियो पे कि आप थोड़ी सी बात सुने हमसे थोड़ी सी इंफॉर्मेशन लें और जब आपको आइदर आपकी कोई फैमिली में या आपके कोई फ्रेंड डिस्कस कर रहे हैं आपको थोड़ा सा आपको इंफॉर्मेशन होगा शायद आप सुन रहे हैं और आप वरीड है अपने अपने बच्चे में और आपके फैमिली में तो हम थोड़ी सी इंफॉर्मेशन दें आपको तो आप फिर आपको पता होगा फिर हम क्या कर सकते हैं कौन सा सपोर्ट अवेलेबल है और हम थोड़ी देर में हमने बात करनी है जो हम सोचते हैं कि कोई स्टिग्मा अटैच्ड है कि इन चीजों के डायग्नोस में तो अभी डॉक्टर सुल्ताना ने हम हमको बताया है कि बहुत सारी चीजें हैं स्पेशल एजुकेशन नीड्स में तो बस एक डायग्नोसिस नहीं होता बहुत सारी चीजें होती हैं बट द मेन थिंग इज के जो लोग को थोड़ी सी हेल्प चाहिए एजुकेशन में तो दैट्स द काइंड ऑफ बेस्ट वे दैट आई कैन काइंड ऑफ डिस्क्राइब इट इज पीपल दैट जस्ट नीड दैट काइंड ऑफ एक्स्ट्रा सपोर्ट सुल्ताना कैन वी टेल आवर लिसनर्स व्हाट 
what can they do if they think that somebody that they know, particularly if it's a child, if they think that um, they have somebody that has these problems um hasn't been diagnosed but what can you do if you're worried and um, particularly about your child yeah so um I, I know before people go to the gp there's usually some conversations amongst friends or family members isn't there so um it it's people find it quite daunting um, or even quite embarrassing to go to the GP um, with their concerns because they may think, oh, I'm making a fuss out of nothing. Every child is different and, you know, not every every baby grows the same way and, you know, my baby will be fine. And sometimes there is a bit of a denial element associated with things as well. You're kind of second-guessing yourself, um, kind of trying to, pacify yourself and say no oh, everything will be okay um so what i would encourage people to do if if you have noticed things within your child or niece or if you um you know someone in the family and you think um that they may have a special education need or they may need extra support or at least some sort of tests or investigations um you know speak amongst each other just kind of discuss what you're seeing or what you're concerns are um talk about why you're worried or you know other sometimes people are like oh i knew so and so and so who had a similar thing or so and so somebody else in the community actually said um things improved once they got the help of a health professional etc um so make sure you're not alone before you go you know speak to your spouse speak to your family speak to your friends um and try and try and maybe write down what your concerns are or what you've noticed. Um, maybe keep a diary of timelines of things, um, how often things occur or what they don't occur. Um, and so if you are concerned, um, I would, yeah, definitely go to your GP if your child is kind of under the age of five. Um, and the more information you have, for me, the better it is and the easier it is. Um, and sometimes, you know, people bring in videos or photographs and all of that information is really, really helpful. Um, so I would say if you are concerned, to kind of don't delay it because the earlier help you get, the better, you know, things can be in certain scenarios. Um, so, I, so, yeah, I would kind of gather as much information as you can Seek the support of your friends and family and definitely, you know, contact either your GP or a teacher if your child is already in school. One really good bit of advice that you've given there, which um, I would actually encourage in other um cases as well is the keeping a log of things keeping a diary yeah so when not not just particular to this actually because because you've mentioned it and it's something that advice that um, i give to my patients all the time when yeah. when you've got any sort of symptom that you're concerned about and it's going on for a little bit of time the more information that you can give us the better really so if you've got yeah. if yeah. you can write things down when it's occurring, how long it's happening for, exactly what it is that you're worried about, how long it's been going on for. 
if if there's a physical concern about something take a video because it might mm-hmm. you, you might bring your child in uh, which happens all the time where um parents say i'm worried about my child uh, for example not walking properly that's just an example and then they come into the yeah. doctor's stu- the, uh, doctors i was going to say studio because i'm sat in the studio, the doctor's <laughs> studio i don't have a studio at work don't worry um, the doctor's um office and then the child just refuses to walk so then you just and then the parents get really flustered but yeah. it's okay to just take a video and bring that in and show us yeah. so that's really Really good advice that you've given there not just for this particular case but lots of other things um, as well um, so I really appreciate that I mean I even say it to people um, for physical symptoms as well for example like headaches yeah. or being getting a headache or how long and keep a keep a little diary I think it's quite a quite a good thing to do um if you're just tuning yeah. in if you're just tuning in listeners now this is Dr Henna on Radio Sangam if you've listened to me before I'm here Every Sunday morning between 10 a.m. and 12, I talk about a different health topic every week. I really feel, um, I know it's going to sound like, a bit, it sounds a bit corny when you say I feel passionate about, but I genuinely feel passionate about talking about things that I feel are not talked about enough. And I think this is one topic this morning. We're talking about special education needs. I'm joined by a colleague and um, I would say friend of mine, um, Sultana, (laughs) who's talking to us this morning about special education needs. We've given a little bit of information already about what, what type of difficulties are covered in there, what you can do if you think that your child has it. If you can't listen to the whole show and you'd like to listen back, the shows are available online and as podcasts on Spotify and iTunes and on the Radio Sangam website and on the Radio Sangam app. So if you can't listen to the whole show and you'd like to listen, then please listen back to the show. Um, and the other thing as well is if people have different topics that they would like me to discuss, um, please message into the studio 07444 or find me on social media. I'm at Dr. Henna on instagram and i'm dr henna on twitter so sana you're on um instagram as well i'm just going to quickly uh, mention that uh, you talk about lots of good topics on there so um sultana is at marvelous.medic um on instagram and there's another page that you've set up as well if you just want to give the details about that in specific to this um to this topic yeah, so um, I've actually teamed up with another Insta friends um, and colleague. Her name is Dr. Mawish, and uh, we've set up a new Instagram page called SEN underscore reality. Um, and so it's very new. And again, it, it specifically posts about uh, special education needs. Like, And we are just trying to raise awareness um, yeah, about it's fantastic. really amongst people. I think yeah. it's really good. Thank I think you. it's really good work that you're doing. Um, I know a lot of our listeners are, uh, are not on Instagram because I get messages to the studio sometimes saying, "Oh, we can't follow you on there because we're not on there." Um, but it's just yeah. a bit of it's just it's just us, I guess. We have the same uh, need and want to want to give some information to the community, yeah. and I think that's why I kind of reached out to you to do to do this topic with me, and hopefully we can do some work in the future as well. Um, yeah. So when going back to this discussion now, when you have a child that's diagnosed with having these issues, how mm-hmm. what sort of things are put into place? How how are they supported um, from that point onwards? 
Uh, okay, so um, this is a bit where it can really vary. Um, so once your child um, is recognised and identified as having special education needs, um, they will have support put in place and they may have something called an education health and care plan. It's called EHC plan. Um and, and basically, the, the type of support you need will obviously vary with your age and as, as you're kind of going through school. Um, and it may be things like you get extra help from the teacher directly or a, a specific um, teaching assistant uh, that they keep for you. Um, the teacher may, if you go to like a mainstream school, the teacher may be... Uh, more inclined to allow your child to work in a smaller group or they they may have um, a a group of special education needs children who work together you your child may be observed more in the class or given more breaks Um, they may receive extra help with certain activities um, or they may you know it might be simple things like giving them extra encouragement giving them extra time to actually complete the work um and kind of moving forward um, as they get older, it might be things like extra time in exams, um, specific equipment to help with their uh, needs. Because I know, um, you know, the screens or keyboards may be different mm. uh, for them. And um, so, yeah, it, it just it just to make sh- sure that they are kind of regularly reviewed and that their needs are assessed and then things are put in place. Now, that's in the ideal world. I know from speaking to a lot of special education needs parents, unfortunately, you know, the service that is provided often falls short of what is required. Um, And I know, especially during um, the COVID time, many parents have actually decided to homeschool because it it was just almost easier to to do that rather than engaging. Because obviously... In this scenario, everything's always changing and a lot of these children do like routine and they do like things to be the same yeah. Um they take longer to adjust. So, you know, with this scenario, COVID, it was it was just too much. So and, and homeschooling has worked well for many parents. Um, a lot of advocacy work also. So whilst special education education needs children do receive a lot of support um, I have to say most of the most of the hard work is done by the parents um, from from speaking to them you know they are the ones who advocate they are the ones who point things out when things aren't enough or their child is still struggling and you know teachers do an amazing job but their job is really hard and these children sometimes need extra attention yeah. and so um, if you if your child is a special education needs child and you feel that actually they're not receiving all of the extra things they need, even with everything in place, then it usually does fall down to the parent to to make that known and make, you know let everyone know. And it, it is a really hard scenario for them for them to be in. It is hard work. Yeah, it, um, just I, I just agree with everything that you've said there um i think it it can be really difficult and i think a lot of hard work is done by the parents not just in these conditions but 
in other conditions as well. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I also want to touch very briefly on adults. Um, I'm not going to go into it as a topic of discussion, but I just want to talk very briefly about adults with um, special education needs as well. Obvi- because, I mean, obviously, I, I kind of goes without saying um, that once you're, once you're diagnosed with that as a child, it, it, you will uh, grow with the, these conditions. Mm-hmm. Um it's not just a feeling that I have. There is evidence that shows that there are certain stigmas attached to so any sort of diagnosis of uh, adults and children with these sort of conditions. We know that. Um, and there's, there's some research that I've done in preparation to this show because I always read around the subject mm-hmm. um, before. So children with special education needs, unfortunately, are twice as likely to be bullied regularly than children with no special education needs. So that's in children. And then um, when we talk about issues within adulthood as well, um, there does seem to be other things like workplace discrimination and lower levels of employment with um, people with these needs as well. So there are quite huge issues here. But I I also think, and I can't bring any evidence to the table with this one, but I also think that within the South Asian community, these things are not really talked about um, very much, which I kind of mentioned before as well. So what happens, and I talk about this sometimes as well with other conditions as well, for example, with mental health and with cancer awareness, when you don't talk about things, it can leave people feeling very isolated. It can lead to a lot of misperceptions um, about ab- about certain conditions, about certain things. What one of the main reasons for me to bring sort of these subjects is not only to give people information, but just to talk, just to make it okay to talk about certain conditions and certain things within our community. I think it's really, really important for people not only if you're going through it but for other people as well to have a higher level of understanding one so you can be more understanding but also so you can be supportive because people can say very hurtful things um when mm. when they're talking to other people with certain conditions and to, to to you to them it might be a word a sentence that they've said one day in their life that they'll never think or about ever again mm-hmm. but for that person or for that family it's something that they may remember for, for well i'm going to say weeks months even years i've had conversations with people where somebody said something and they remember it years along the line oh this person said this to me and to to, to the person that said it it's all forgotten so yeah one of the things that i really want to say today um is we must be we must be understanding we must be more understanding of people that go through things like this not just i'm not just saying it as medical professionals i'm saying it as just a normal person as well how quick are we to judge conditions um just in in society i i know that i know that um i can't change everything but I can I can use my little voice to talk to a few people out there that might change their way of thinking once they understand that actually um, this is not the fault of anyone and maybe we we need to think um, differently about what, how we approach and talk about certain subjects. And even if you've got nothing at all to say, 
Um, you can tell a friend if you know that they're, somebody's been diagnosed with something. You can tell them, I don't know what to say, but I'm here for you. And that will just make a world of difference. Um, Sultana, why do you think it's important to talk about the, this within the South Asian community? Yeah, so, I mean, you've, you've made some really excellent points there. Um, I think generally when things aren't understood by people, it's feared um, and then they just try and avoid the area because they don't understand it. They don't know what to say, if things are appropriate to say. They don't know the language. Um, and it, it's just not usual, easy, smooth interactions that they are used to. Uh, and then, like you said, over time, that can build up and lead to isolation. Um, and I think certain beliefs like... Like I know in some faiths, they, you know, they say, oh, you know, these things are contagious, don't touch them. I, I don't think that's as common now as it was back in the day. But, you know, elder people may still have these beliefs. Um, so I, I know that when certain women were pregnant within my own circle, they were like, oh, don't look at those types of children because your child might end up being like that, which is ridiculous. Okay. Um yeah. Or like that person is somehow responsible for their disability um, and that they must have done something wrong um, for, for them to deserve that. And, and so all of these, um, you know, kind of beliefs or values really do um, stigmatize and um, um, isolate the person and discriminate. Um, and, and so it just makes the conversation that's already difficult even harder to have. Um, so, yeah, so I think a lot of these misconceptions do need to be rectified and changed and addressed like conversations like this. You know, it's it's not anything you've done. It's not contagious. It's not a punishment. It's it's not anything like that. You know, it's just a medical condition that and that they are just slightly different and they need different support. And essentially, they are living in a world that's not designed for them and and so it's it's almost a structural and systemic problem as well um, because the way our classrooms are set up, our houses with the stairs or the way our, you know, transport is set up, <clears throat> it's simply not built for them in mind. Um, you know, whoever designed these things didn't have people with additional needs in mind. And so that every day is just harder um, so, yes, I think first and foremost, having an open conversation and addressing misconceptions um, is is the first step in trying to kind of overcome the stigma um, associated with special education needs. Thank you. Sorry, I went off a bit there. No, you didn't at all. Um, uh, no, everything that you said was really important. I'm just going to make one uh, point in Urdu as well. So, what is the the reason that main in cheezon ki baat karti hu sometimes log kafi uncomfortable feel hote hain jab pata chalta hai ki koi special education needs vagera ye sort of diagnosis hote hain aur phir sometimes log kuch keh bhi dete hain family member ko especially parents ko ki aapke bacche ko kya ho gaya kya hua hai aur sometimes maine ye bhi suna hai kehte hain ki koi punishment hai or you know all these sort of horrible things and we really need to be more understanding i think um of, of people uh, it, 
it is something unfortunately that I have come across within the South Asian community I'm not saying everyone of course um, I talk uh, quite frequently about my love for the for the community as well and the whole reason that I do this show is yeah, because I cool. care so much yeah. about the community but we do need to be careful when, when we're talking about these things in particular. Sultana so for, for the segment for now um, we're going to end it there and I'm going to bring you back between 11 and 12 so we can answer some questions as well but for now um, I'm going to leave you with playing a song by Boys to Men called Time After Time which has just started playing now. <laughs> so I'm going to play that for you. This is Boys to Men, especially for you, Sultana. So, and uh, thank, thank you very you. much for this uh, for this discussion. And I will get you back between eleven and twelve to answer some questions that we've had into the studio. Thank you so much for your chat so right. far, and I will sh- talk to you shortly. Thank you soon. Bye. Flashbacks, warm nights, almost left behind. Suitcases of memories, time after. Yeah, sometimes you picture me, I'm walking too far ahead. You're calling out to me, and I can't hear what you say. You say. Go slow, now fall behind The second hand unwind If you're lost, you can look and you will find me Time after time If you fall, I will get you, I'll be waiting Yeah, time after time If you're lost, you can look and you will find me Oh, time after time If you fall, I will get you, I'll be waiting Oh, time after time After my picture fades in Darkness has turned to gray Watching through windows You're wondering if I'm okay Secrets stolen From deep inside The drum beats out of time If you're lost, you can look And you will find me Time after time if you fall, I will get you, I'll be waiting Time after time oh. You said, go slow And I fall behind Second hand unwinds If you're lost, you can look And you will find me Time after time If you fall, I will get you I will be waiting Time after time If you're lost, you can look And you'll find me Time after time after time If you fall, I will get you 
Radio Sangam 107.9 FM. Thank you so much um, for tuning in this morning. I've been talking about special education needs and I was joined by a doctor colleague and friend of mine, Dr. Sultana. Um, We talked uh, about what we mean when we say special education needs and we talked about society's perception, I guess a little bit as well, but we also wanted to give a little bit of information um, if you think a child of yours has these problems, where you should approach, what sort of things you should do. So that's the kind of end of the first hour of the discussion here uh, with this topic. What I'm going to do now is play um, play a song called Dumsehi by Mohit Jahan. Um, I'm going to dedicate this to all of the parents out there with children with special education needs and then between 11 and 12 um, I'll be back with just a bit of a discussion about other things that are happening at the moment Um, I try not to talk too much about COVID-19 but there are certain things that I think are really important to kind of mention so we'll do that and then we'll bring Sultana back um, for a couple of questions if anybody's got any questions for her or if you're concerned about anything, or if there's anything else that you want to say to me this morning, the number is 07444202155. Message us into the studio. We've had a few messages uh, that I will mention after after the news, after the ads, and I'll be back after this. Um, this is Mohit Jahan, Dumsehi. After that, there'll be ads, news, and I will be back with you. Stay tuned, keep it locked. Thank you very much for tuning in this morning. This is Dr. Henna on Radio Sangam 107.9 FM. शामाती है तुमसे ही तुमसे ही हर घड़ी सांस आती है जिंदगी कहलाती है तुमसे ही तुमसे ही Yeah. 
I'm here every week on a Sunday morning between 10 and 12. I talk about different health topics every week. This morning I've been talking about special education needs with my colleague Dr. Sultana. We've had a bit of a discussion about it already. Uh, If you missed it and you'd like to listen to it, you can listen back online on www.radiosangam.co.uk on the Radio Sangam app as well Um, and also Spotify and iTunes. You might have realised if you listen to my shows every week that I talk about varied topics every week and... I always talk about things that I think maybe not discussed enough within the South Asian community as well. Um, I think as a doctor, it was one of my kind of aims to do that, really. I hope you're all feeling good this morning. Uh, Thank you very much for joining me. This is Dr. Henna on Radio Sangam. 
If you want to message into the studio, the number is 07444 202155. If you've got any questions about special education needs, or even if you just want to say hello, um, I even like it if people just message in and say, hello, good morning, doctor, how are you doing? Uh, how are you guys doing this morning? I know it's really difficult. We're still in lockdown. I don't talk about COVID too, too much because it's all over the news. However, there are certain things um, that I think are really important. So there's certain... So one thing that I'm getting asked about again and again is about the COVID-19 vaccine, what I think about it, and if I would encourage people to get it. Yes, uh, not just as a doctor, but as a member of the South Asian community as well. Both important vaccine Please, if you're worried about something, talk to your healthcare professionals, talk to people that know. Don't just read these silly messages on WhatsApp uh, about things that are just not true, like the the vaccine contains a microchip um, and change of DNA, things like that are just not true. I genuinely think that having the vaccine is the way back to normal life. We can save people's lives by doing this. I've had the vaccine myself. I've had the first dose of the vaccine waiting for my second dose is a question that I get asked all the time which is why um, I think it's important for me to keep mentioning that as well if you've got any particular questions or worried about anything I'm happy for you to message into the studio about that as well we can do another chat about vaccines one day as well I've already done one it's available online for you to listen to with some other translation in there as well this morning we're talking about special education needs and um, got a couple of comments that have come in that I'm going to read out with Sultana later on. Um, she's going to join me back for some questions as well. For now, um, I'll play you another song. This is Atif Aslam, who is one of my favourite uh, singers. I think a lot of people's favourite singers. This is called Belly the Far. Enjoy this. Uh, stay tuned. I will be back with you very soon. This is Dr. Henna. On Radio Sanger 107.9 FM on this 21st of February 2021. <laughs>
सी कभी जर्द सी जिंदगी बेनाम थी कहीं चाहते हुई मेहरबात बढ़ के Dr. Henna on Radio Sangam 107.9 FM. On FM in Huddersfield and the surrounding areas of West Yorkshire, DAB, Manchester, Birmingham, Glasgow, Cambridge. Some people listen on an app on their phone, the Radio Sangam app, or you might be listening online, www.radiosangam.co.uk. It's the 21st of February 2021, it's 11.21, just now we've been talking about special education needs this morning. I have been joined by 
my doctor colleague and friend of mine, Dr. Sultana, who has an interest in this area, to give some information to you guys, but also just to have a general discussion as well. So we've already kind of explained, um, and I'll just say again for people that missed it as well. So the term special education needs is used to describe people with learning difficulties or disabilities that make it harder for them to learn. And we've been talking about in specific to children. So it can be any condition that makes it harder for children to learn than, than other children of the same age. Children with special education needs are likely to need some extra or different help or support from that given to other children and this is just no this is known as special education provision um i guess i wanted to talk about it because it's not something that's really talked about that much within the asian community but also just to give a little bit of information as well um it can be very daunting and very scary if you think uh, a child or a family member of yours has got any of these sort of difficulties so some of the things which we kind of discussed already. It could be children that ha have uh, some difficulties in thinking, understanding or learning. Um, it could be people with emotional or behavioural difficulties. Um, there may be some issues with speech or language and communication or even physical or sensory difficulties. So those are the sort of things that we've been discussing this morning. <music> And I've been kindly joined again, back again, by Sultana now as well. Um, can you hear me, Sultana? Is everything all right? Sometimes we have these sometimes we have these technical difficulties, so I'm glad we didn't have that this morning. Um, so, so I I I like to bring people back when I uh, respond to any comments that have come in as well, because obviously I had the discussion with you, so I thought it would be nice. So we had um, we had a few messages in saying thank you for talking about this topic, um, oh, and you. one person that messaged in to say that they completely agree that there are these stigmas um, or or this oh we can't talk about it with this diagnosis. One person um, who's uh, wanted to share a bit of their story as well, so I'm going to read that out. I won't read the name because mm. they didn't mention if they wanted it to be anonymous or not, so I won't read the name. It says, Doctor, the school, I feel the school failed my child for three and a half years as I raised my concern for over that period of time, thinking that my, my child had special education needs. Finally, in year four, he is on the SEND program, um, but it's really taken a toll. The pandemic has now affected his education even more this year and that wasn't somebody that was asking a question that's somebody that was sharing their story we touched on that a little bit before as well didn't we about how difficult it's been yeah um for for parents um, and children through this pandemic um let's just talk about that a little bit more so what sort of yeah, stories are so we I hearing mean, from, what sort of stories are we hearing from people um through the yeah. pandemic yeah unfortunately like the the scenario that she has described is um is quite common and lots of people think oh well if my child had special education needs the teacher would pick it up and surely they would be the ones to tell me about my child's learning and it's and it's not like teachers have a lot on their hands and 
especially if your child's um, needs are quite mild, it may go missed for a long time. Um, so this kind of struggle that, that the caller has described is actually quite common. And you'll know yourself, um, Hannah, when when we have to refer for an ADHD assessment, there's yeah. so much information yeah, they need. Yeah. It's so difficult. It's not an easy referral. And it, it, it is a struggle. And so... Um, and, and I think, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, COVID, I think um, people are struggling generally. And with with special education needs people, what you have to realise is their day-to-day is harder than ours. And then you've got the stigma on top, you've got the physical barriers on top, the educational or employment barriers on top, and then they have COVID. Um, so it's it's just you know, more of a struggle than than anybody else. So it, this past year or so has been really difficult for them. Someone messaged in saying, what are some of the most common um, conditions that people have uh, sent? Um, are you able to answer that question? Yes, I had to look that up because I was like, oh, actually, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was off the top of my head. And, um, but I, so then I've had it. Sorry, I love my daughter. It's fine. <laughs> I think my husband thought we were it's done. Fine. Um, so I've looked it up and it said uh, dyslexia um, is probably the number one learning disorder. And that's when people kind of struggle with reading. So a lot of people have this and they don't realize they just, assume that they don't like reading or they just find it hard but actually they've they do have a education need there and then ADHD is also becoming a lot more commonly recognized and diagnosed than before as well um but what was interesting is when I looked down the list they actually described the type of um, special education needs they had rather than a specific medical diagnosis and right. I thought that was a good point to make it's yeah. not necessarily that there's a global thing which ties everything together you may just have one area that you need extra help with yeah um, interesting that you mentioned about ADHD because Mm-hmm. It, it is something, um, yes, the referral letter itself, because I've done them as well, um, they do ask for a lot of information. So going back to the point that you made before, the the, the amount of information that you can bring to the doctor when you are worried or concerned about anything, not just as a child, there's people that get diagnosed with certain conditions in adulthood as well. So not just if you're concerned about other people but if you're concerned about yourself as well if you've always struggled with something um where you've not kept up with people maybe in school or you struggle um to keep your attention or just lots of other things if you struggle with exams if you've uh struggled with other areas of your life and you think actually some of the things that uh, we are talking about now that might be applicable or relevant to you as well um it might be a case that you you can have a chat with your doctor about yourself as well so this is not only with children these conditions can be diagnosed in adulthood as well and i've actually had some patients that have been diagnosed with adhd which i'm not going to go into any sort of great detail because that's a whole topic in itself um attention deficit disorder that's a whole topic in itself um but for anybody and for anything if you're concerned or worried about anything Please don't keep it to yourself. Go and have a chat with your doctor. Speak to your family members if you're able to speak to your family members. But certainly we are open 
um, as doctors in general practice to talk to you about your concerns. So, आज सुबह मैं special education needs के बारे में बात कर रही हूँ. तो मैं हम थोड़ा सा information दे रहे हैं आपको अगर आपको कोई worry है कि कोई आपकी family member में या आप अपना खुद ही कोई um, concern है कि you know what I I'm not sure. Like maybe, oh, that's kind of making sense. I, I've struggled with concentration or memory, or yeah. or struggling with certain things. And maybe, maybe you should go and have a chat with um, your doctor as well if it's certain things that you're worried or concerned about. Um, Sultana had a few messages in from people, just saying that they really enjoy um, listening to you talking this morning uh, and just just oh. just providing that that information. Um, Abdullah, right. um, Ab- uh, we've got we've got we've got people that listen to us from across the world here. We've had somebody that's actually messaging from Bangladesh that said excellent program. Thank you for listening, Abdullah. Um, Janaid's messaging, thank you. My mum's messaging, thank you, mum. Um, Nasreen's messaging, thank you, Nasreen. I like to say I like to to say thank you to the people that leave their names at the end of the yeah. messages. Thank you, um, Kaz. Thank you, Mitazer. Thank you, Aksa. Thank you, Nasreen, for messaging. Nasreen's one of our uh, presenters as well. She's messaged in. And she said, um, very informative show this morning. Thank you very much. So, Tana, let's take it away from this topic as well, um, uh, slightly. And let's just talk about a couple of other things very, very quickly. Um, I'm gonna, I'm not putting you on the spot. It's a, just a, a bit of a chat between friends. Um, we are both very passionate about raising awareness of certain things within the Asian community. And one thing that yeah. I talk about all the time is mental health. The stigma is attached to mental health um, and the way that mental health conditions are seen within this community. And I I mention it very, uh, very often. Um, and sometimes I do a whole topics on shows on on things as well. And I always like to ask um, people that I'm talking to because it's such a relevant condition. Um, so in relation to special education needs, obviously, when people are struggling with diagnosis and things like that that can have an impact on their mental health as well but also Mm. just globally um we know that there are these barriers to discussion of mental health problems within our community is that something that you've seen and experienced as well and i know what you're going to say um but it's just (laughs) it's just (laughs) to ask you that question and what sort of things um what sort of things do you do or would you say to people that either are suffering or struggling with their mental health themselves or or um, they know somebody else that's struggling? I just I like to have these discussions because it's something that's so relevant now. So first of all, are, are you seeing more mental health conditions at the moment? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the number of consultations we have now in relation to people's mental health has escalated and that has been the same with so many of the conversations that I've had with my colleagues and and also my friends. So people who, you know, have never struggled with their mental health are struggling this year. People who once struggled but were fine, their mental health has kind of deteriorated again. And then people who have always had issues have deteriorated this year as a result. And then, as I kind of alluded to before, especially people with um, special education needs or carers or parents of children to special yeah. education needs, they've got this extra strain. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, um, I've had a lot of them who have really struggled this year. And 
sometimes they find comfort in the fact that they're not alone. This year, everybody's struggling. This year, everybody has had um, to kind of, um, you know, accept and changes and, and cope. Um, but at the end of the day, for many people, when COVID is over, they are going to hopefully go back to their usual life. But in most cases, cases of special education needs you know the struggle they usually present long term um so i think the second part to your question um yes go to your gp yes um a lot of the counseling services now you don't actually have to even speak to your gp um so depending on the area that you're in you can self-refer um and it's usually in yorkshire it's usually called iapt so improving access to psychological therapies and if you just google iapt i-a-p-t and then your local area a self-referral number you will usually come up on google you can have a chat with the um, counselor and they will plug you into the right service now the only caveat to that is of course it's the NHS, the resources are a bit tight and there is a, unfortunately a long waiting list but there are lots of things you can do whilst you wait um, you know, the internet is a great place and you will find lots of kind of self-help tips online, um, on the NHS website, mindfulness, well-being tips. What do you do when you're about, having when you're having a day where you think, oh it's a bit, all a bit overwhelming today, what do you do? Yeah, so I tend to pick up the phone and call my friends. And we yeah. actually had a day, evening like that the it's other so day important. where we were all, yeah. And literally, I was like, I've not seen you guys in over a year. This is ridiculous because they all live in different cities. And, you know, I felt, and then we ended up talking about stupid stuff, having a great laugh. And I felt better afterwards. And, and so sometimes it is about just taking each day as it comes and doing what you need to do to get through that day but what you've just said about i just talked to someone actually um, it's proven that when you when you connect with other people that it is really beneficial for your mental yeah. health so i would yeah. say yeah. that if you're having a bad day ring someone i know we can't see people um but you can you can ring them you can if you can if you've got a video yeah. uh, phone if you can video call someone even better so yeah connect with people is really important the other point that i was making as well do, do you think as well that there are still huge stigmas attached to mental health conditions? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, like speaking from my own experience, um, you know, the conversations and comments that I've heard when someone has tried to bring it up is like, oh, well, you don't pray five times a day. You need to pray or, you know, you need to read Quran more, which is all really good advice. I think you should do that, but also seek help because there is a biological, you know, psychological process to this. Um, so I think you know, we shouldn't shame or discourage someone from speaking about their mental health when they do finally have the courage to speak out about it. And sometimes they don't even want your advice necessarily. They just want somebody to listen and to hear them out and, that, and for them that, to get things off their chest. That is one of that is one of the most important points that you've made today. So sometimes when people talk to you, they don't want you to give them any answers. They just want someone yeah. to talk to. And I think that is, I, I think, one of the most important things that you've said today and uh, one that um, we're going to have to end uh, on very shortly. But definitely, um, if people approach you, 
it, it doesn't mean that they want your advice. Sometimes it's just nice to have yeah. someone to talk to and someone to listen. Yeah. Sultana, thank you so, so much for joining me this morning yeah, on this you. on this very grey <laughs> morning. <laughs> Spending a bit of your Sunday morning with me. Have you enjoyed your... I know it's not the same as actually coming into the studio, um, but have you enjoyed your first um, experience of the <laughs> radio have. world? Yeah. Um, I have, I have. I was really nervous this morning, but you've made me very comfortable thank you oh you've been absolutely fine uh, a complete natural i mean when i have guests on sometimes they say they feel a bit nervous and i tell them especially when we have other doctors that this is our work this is what we do we talk to people all yeah. day long so it's just the same as yeah. just having a little chat with me um guys so sultana is at marvelous medic on uh, instagram the page that she set up with her friend is at said is it send reality at sen underscore reality. I'm Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R dot henna, H-E-N-N-A on Instagram. If Guys, if you have any topics that you'd like me to discuss, please message me and I will try and get to them. Thank you for joining me this morning. On behalf of myself and behalf of Radio Sangam, um, it's been a pleasure having you on. Is there anything that you'd like to say um, uh, to end before before you go? Any kind of final point or final message that you'd like to give Sultana? Uh just that you know don't don't be shy do speak up about special education needs and mental health uh, within your own circle the way to think to, the way to change things is to talk about them regularly and anyone that you'd like to say hello to um while you're on a uh, well, I would just like to say thank you to my husband for taking oh. care of the two kids. No, and hi no, to no. my mum. I'm, I'm not going to let you do that. I'm not going to let you say thank uh. you. I'm not going to let you say thank you to a parent for looking after their child because um, it's. Oh, well. <laughs> but we'll say we'll say um, it's it, he's been supportive. You can tell him it's, nice, it's nice that yeah. he's been supportive. Um, but we need to get out it's of this. Sunday. Yeah, we need. Uh, no, no, to get no. Out but Sunday is usually his day. Fair enough then. Thank you for thank you for that because it's allowed you to have this uh, conversation with me this yeah. morning. Um, Sultana, we do um, uh, quite frequently. I do Bangra time on here, so I'm going to end okay. our interview uh, with Bangra time, which is already playing in the background. Hope you have a really lovely day. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on with me this morning, and I will speak to you very shortly. Thank you. Bye. Guys, this is Punjabi MC Dol Jagiranda. I will be back with you after this.
This is Dr. Henna on Radio Sangam 107.9 FM. Thank you to all my listeners for tuning in this morning. It's been really lovely chatting to Sultana about special education needs. As with all my shows, I really hope that um, it's been informative and that you have enjoyed it or even uh, learned something from it. Uh, I appreciate the people that take the time and effort to message into the studio and people that stay tuned in. If you missed it this morning, I was talking about special education needs and all of the shows are available to listen back to online. Um, so please do that on www.radiosangam.co.uk on the app or on Spotify, iTunes as well. Other people um, that tune in and they listen to me every week, thank you for sending your supportive messages. It really, really means a lot to me. And it gives me that motivation to continue um, messaging in as well. Um, uh, sorry, to, to continue the show. And the reason I went a bit off track there is because I just re- received a few uh, messages. Um, I've just had some uh, requests for some songs, which I can't do because I'm going to be going off air soon. So I can't do any song requests. And I also had some people that tried to call into the studio while I was doing my show. So the reason that I don't take calls live on the studio is because as a medical doctor, it's very hard for people when they ask me questions to not give medical advice. So I'm not able to do that, answer people's calls, I'm afraid. But uh, I'm always happy for people to message into the studio. It's been an absolute pleasure this morning uh, to spend these two hours of Sunday morning with you all. I hope you all have a really, really lovely day today, whatever you're up to. Um, Me, I'm going to be just, uh, I guess, just chilling out on a Sunday, spending time with my daughter. I guess we can't really, we can't really do anything else, can we? Thank you for a couple of messages that just came in saying that the show was very good. Um, One of our presenters, Nasreen, um, messaged in and asked me to play a song and dedicate it to my my mum, which is so sweet because I think my mum listens to her show as well. So Nasreen um, Baji, I'm gonna play. I want to. I'm gonna play a song to end the show today, but I'm gonna dedicate it to both of you. Um, So coming up, there's gonna be uh, something by Gurdaspan, which I know that you'll enjoy. So as you know, I end each show with a quote from Rumi, who's my favourite poet, and I can't uh, go this week without doing that. So this week's quote is, Raise your words, not voice. It is rain that grows flowers, not thunder. So that's my Rumi quote for this week, guys. Whatever you're up to in the coming week, I hope that you have a lovely week. I hope that you all stay well. Uh, I've been here with you for the last couple of hours i've really enjoyed my time giving you this information um sorry to the people that i've just messaged in to say about song requests because i'm going off air now but there is uh, the Bushto show coming up afterwards and he they do play some uh, bollywood uh, songs and things like that in there as well so please um i'll leave your message on the system so hopefully they'll see that and be able to do your song request i'm ending uh, today's show with um a song by Gurdas Man, and I think this has got Lataji in it as well. Um, this is called 
ASAP days, Hemira. I know it's something that my mum would enjoy, and I know it's something that some of our other listeners will uh, definitely, some of our other listeners will enjoy this song as well. So for me, um, this song actually reminds me of spending time with my family when I was younger because they would talk about their times in uh, growing up in Pakistan. So uh, that's the kind of memory that it evokes in me. So I hope that. Uh, I hope that you enjoy it. Um, I will be back with you next week with a different topic. Until next week, peace and good health.